hey, hey, happy new year, everyone. It is 2024. Can you believe it? I can, but believe it or not, here it comes. Because, you know, this year I have a few resolutions, which I'll talk to you guys about. I don't usually have resolutions because I find them to be just exercises in failure. (laughs) But this year I have a couple of resolutions that I think I'll be able to at least hopefully fulfill or commit some time to. So my first is, I don't have them written down, so I'm coming off, you know, top of my head. I want to make more like easy to make meals and at the same time save money on like going out. Not go, We don't even go out. Let me be honest. We just get takeout and it ends up being like $70 because everything's so expensive. I found this girl on Pinterest. Let me see if I can find her. I don't, don't know her name. I think it's like Michaela. Anyway, I'll find it and I'll tell you by the end of this episode. But she has super easy recipes like enchiladas with uh, tortillas and I'm not a good cook. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going back to work tomorrow for after four months of maternity leave and uh, I'm scared guys. I am scared. I am petrified. Have I sopped like sporadically for the past month thinking about it? Yeah, absolutely have. Did I do like a full cooking, cleaning rampage today? Because maybe that's me being control of something in my life while I go back to work when my baby's still home. Yeah, I did that too. But I decided that since if I'm going to be at work and sacrificing that time away from my baby, then I will be better with how I spend our money or how I spend the money that we're making. Like, remember when you get your first job for me as being a lifeguard? I made pretty good money back in like 2009. I was making $15 an hour because I also taught swim lessons. But I remember like going to the mall after I got my first paycheck and let's say a shirt was $45. I think that's, that was, yeah. I'd be like, is this worth sitting out in the sun for three hours or teaching little kids how to swim for three hours? No. And I'd put it back. Over time, maybe because of direct deposit, remember before you get your paycheck to go to the bank, sign it and put it in. It was so tangible and you could kind of see your pay stub. I don't know. I'm salaried now, but I feel like it's so easy to just spend the money and not for me, at least it's been like that. But now I'm kind of thinking like I did when I was 16, 17, however old I was like this money is going to have to be spent a little bit better right now. I'm like Amazon, 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 deleted Amazon prime. That's out the window because don't you find yourself on there at like for me 2 30 in the morning after I've fed my baby and he's sleeping and now I'm up and I'm like hmm you know what's really gonna change my life this dress that was made in China that's probably made out of this like plastic material this is gonna change my life and then I order it and my life is the same except now I'm like $30 or $40 down <laughs> so I have all the clothes that I need right now so my goal is to not go on like a physical like food diet but a financial diet. So I'll probably start listening to Dave Ramsey again because he like kicks your ass or k- kicks the caller's asses. Um, so I'll start listening to him every day to kind of uh, just remind me of the goal. So even though I'm terrified to go to work tomorrow, I am looking forward to having that goal. I think it'll help me going back. And by the way, I have a great job. I have a great boss. I have great coworkers. Thank God. I can't imagine going back. Like I had a job I really didn't like before. And I cannot imagine going back into that work environment. 
after being on maternity leave. I don't know if I could, but thank God I have good people around me. So that will ease the pain of going back. But I'm scared. I mean, I know a lot of women have done this, so I know it's going to be okay. But it's a little nerve-wracking. Again, like I said in the last episode about Jacqueline, being a mom is just so hard. I'm like, will he remember? Is he going to be sad? I mean, he's four months old, give or take a few weeks. I think he's going to be okay. But of course, as the mom, you just want to be there for everything because you're with them all the time. And then all of a sudden, like you're spending five hours with them in total for the whole day when you just went from spending 18 hours with them. (sighs) I'll try not to think about it. All right. Sorry to be a bummer starting this new year and this pot, this episode out, but I'm sure it's relatable to a lot of you. And even just going back after the holidays is hard. So it's kind of like that on steroids, but I know it'll be okay. All right. So let's jump into this uh, episode's recap. It's Real Housewives of Orange County, season one, episode three. The title is Upgrading Has Nothing to Do With You, Honey. And The description is Shane visits a college. That's the description I saw. That's not all that happens in this episode, but it's not far from the little that did happen in this episode. I've been watching, obviously it's my, you know, I'm on the third episode of season one and I've said this in a couple of my past episodes. This OC season is kind of boring and it's not that I don't like it, but I know why. I know why it's boring now. The women are not interacting with each other. The only woman, women who are interacting with each other are Lori and Vicky. And it's like a worker and an employer and employee relationship. They're not really friends. In this episode, they kind of start developing a little bit more of a friendship when they go to New Orleans for some like insurance conference. Oh my God, gag me with a spoon. How boring does that sound? No offense. I have a good friend who works, excuse me, who works in... (laughs) Uh, insurance law and she is like an expert in it and I think she has a real passion for it so I'm not saying it's not interesting for me I don't understand insurance so this seems like going to math class I don't like it I don't understand it and I don't want to sit through any conferences but Vicky's very passionate about it that's my conclusion though up until this point we see no real tension between the women it's more drama within their own families and that's why I think it's boring right now Again, I'll still rewatch this season like at least 10 more times in my lifetime, God willing, but it is boring. Okay, so we open up with Vicky and she is saying that Lori is skinnier and better looking than she is and Vicky wants to know kind of what Lori is doing and Lori is encouraging Vicky to get Botox. So that's what we're seeing on the screen and that's when we get Vicky's famous line of, I don't want to get old. So we're watching the woman inject Vicky with the Botox. And as this is going on, I'm like, is it time for me to get Botox? I'm 33. You know, I I think it may be time. And then other times I'm like, I look great. But then there's times where like I'm in my car or I'm putting on my sunscreen. And I realize that like my chin has dimples in it that are just always there, no matter what facial expression I make. And I'm like, how long has this been going on? It's kind of like when you get in the car and like you see a long hair like on your chin and you're like, how how long has that been growing since college? Like it's, I could braid my, I could braid that hair. That's kind of what happens when like you take a picture or selfie because you have nice makeup on and then you look at your forehead and it's like, holy canyons. But 
I'm terrified that I'll get that like droopy face thing. I think a weather woman or a news anchor from Good Morning America, the Today Show, it happened to her and her husband was like, why would you do this? You had such a nice smile. And then she had like kind of Bell's palsy, you know, or half your face droops. Anyway, enough about that. Um, I'm looking at Vicky's kitchen. She also has that cherry wood cabinet tree going on. So I thought that was mostly a New Jersey trend, but I guess it spanned across, you know, to California as well. Vicky says that her kids are proud of her for trying to look young, but as you can see, Michael and Brianna have no interest in this Botox, and Michael's like, Botox is weird. Screw you, Michael. You know what? Vicky can do whatever she wants, but Vicky, no one gives a shit, and your kids are definitely not proud of you for trying to look young. More on Michael later. He chaps my ass, that kid. Who I also don't know, like, is he in high school? Is he in college? Is he 45? Like, how old is he? Lori says that she does not want to look a day over 32, and neither do I, but it's too late for me. All right, now there's the sexy music, which is probably like, you don't have to buy, whatever that's called. Like the music I play in my podcast, yeah. And here's Joe and Slade. Slade is coming down the staircase in a robe, and I'm just like, puke, please. I do not want to see what's under that. And he and Joe are talking something, I don't know. But they kiss each other, and as they pull away, Slade, like, it's very like quick, but Slade like makes eye contact with the camera as he's pulling away from Joe and I caught it. I'll put it on the Instagram. But I was like, oh, he's so creepy. And then it flashes to Kimberly giving Joe advice at the tennis court about how Joe can still work part time. Um, which that'll come up later in the episode. Uh, spoiler alert, Joe, Joe gets a job and Slade, the controlling asshole he is, gets pissed at her. Now in this scene, Joe's holding a wine glass and it's seriously the side, size of her head. I'm going to post a picture on Instagram. Be sure to check that out. And I want the wine glass. I want the wine that's in it. Joe's always drinking red wine and she doesn't have a job. So I get it. She's bored. And I'd be drinking wine too if I was with Slimy Slade. And they close out the scene and Joe's wearing that weird like mid-calf handkerchief shirt with the wide bell and the eggplant colored t-shirt. One of those half jacket things that you know go like right underneath your boob and tie again so popular back then but that's what she's wearing and then Slade is grilling Joe after she's already like told him I'm bored I'm not unhappy he's like you're unhappy and she's like no I'm not unhappy I'm bored but he won't believe her and he won't let it go and it's just like a guy like Slade who's gonna tell you how you feel you know what I'm saying next we go to Kimberly and she's at her house with her two children and her husband Scott I know I said in the last or first episode or last episode that I kind of wish that we saw more of Kimberly's story because we know that she exits after season one as a regular housewife and she comes back in season two and maybe season three of like as a friend of that wasn't the name of it back then but she comes in and out but I take back anything I said about wanting to see her story more she's pretty boring <laughs> um for some reason I put she's got a big ass done I don't know what I was saying there she doesn't have a big ass anything. She's a very petite woman, so except for her boobies. But the kids are looking for donuts hidden in a drawer by their table. I don't like my family. We did not have donuts hidden anywhere. If my mom bought treats, my brothers would eat those things before my sister and I even laid eyes on them. So good for them for having this treasure trove of donuts. Kim mentions that she's going on a trip. I think she says Palm Springs is out of place, and says she's gonna party. But then she says, but without sugar. And it's like, wait, booze has sugar. 
Kimberly, and she does drink on this trip. Let's take a quick break here. Okay, we're back. So the next thing we see is Shane. <sighs> Shane, um, I was listening to Kate Casey, Reality reality Life with Kate Casey. I don't know. You could just look her up. She's got a fantastic podcast. She's inspiring. She has five kids and she posts a podcast like every day. She has an incredible life story and she has incredible people on her show that she interviews. Like she had her middle school boyfriend on. It's, they, she calls it Saturday series. And I was like, oh, what am I going to get out of listening to this? But it was amazing. And she's a very good interviewer. But she, I was listening to her podcast recently where she was talking with another um, podcaster about Salt Lake City, not even the OC. But they brought up Monica's children because Monica's life, if you are keeping up with Salt Lake, is just such a mess. She had an affair with her brother-in-law. So I think it was her husband's sister's husband. That makes any sense. For 18 months, they were having like a full-fledged affair. And they were just talking, the, Kate Casey and her guests were talking about how this ruined, like possibly ruined the, Monica's children's lives or really affected their ability to connect with their family and their cousins on that side. And then they were talking about children being on the show. And Kate Casey said like in 06, when OC started, I mean, these women did not know whether this was going to air or not. And that's totally true. And she kind of echoed what I said in the first episode about how Shane, uh, you know, you wouldn't want yourself to be on TV like at this age. But Kate Casey made an interesting observation that Shane seemed like very, there's a lot of pressure on him. And I don't know if she used the word depressed, but with that perspective, I'm watching this. And although he's coming off kind of like a teenager angst, it's kind of seems like he is depressed like he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with his dad or it's definitely changed because we'll later find out that Matt got hit in the head with a line drive when he was in the dugout and he had to have this crazy surgery and Shane says in that scene that his dad used to like to hang out with their family but after that injury he you know changed a lot which happens with head injuries so I have a different perspective of Shane not like I was hard on him before again I thought he was the most gorgeous thing in the world but I kind of have a little bit more empathy for him. Anyway, I don't know what they're all talking about. I'm sure it's about, co oh, it's about college because he doesn't, he didn't sign with the Oakland A's because again, he was drafted like 36 round. So he's not going to get much money. I think they don't say that, but that's what I'm assuming. So they're talking about what junior college he's going to go to and they're going to go visit in Arizona. Shane doesn't want to drive with Matt, his dad, because Matt won't talk the entire time. And that's just so sad. Like they have all this in common with the baseball and stuff, but it was just sad to hear that. I want to note that Gina has like man hands. I don't mean to be cruel, but she has like pretty like workman hands, but she has this French tip on it, like that acrylic French tip, which was so in. I think it's still kind of in, but do you remember her, um, the early seasons of Sister Wives? All the women, I don't think they even had TVs in their house, but they all had French um, manicures whatever yeah French manicures I think that's what they're called they all had them as if that was like the epitome of class and fashion so the next scene is Slade going to the equestrian center with his two sons to meet Brent I totally forgot about this scene but he's using his sons to get a deal with this guy Brent by the way I didn't I wasn't sure if I was going to go into this but I think we have to since it's out there and it's part of the history of the Real Housewives. So his son Grayson, 
very tragically passed away a few years ago. I don't know exactly of what. It's really none of my business. It, it's it's so sad. But Slade Slade's um, the mother of Grayson put out a statement because Slade and his, and his wife Gretchen, who we all know, were putting out grief-stricken posts about Grayson passing, and they posted a lot of photos of Slade and maybe Gretchen too, but of Slade and Grayson at young ages, like 12 or something. And I'm sure he, I mean, I don't want to speak upon his emotions or even Gretchen's emotions, but interestingly enough, the mother of Grayson, um, her last name was Arojo. She came out to People Magazine, um, and in 2020, I believe, and basically said like, screw you, Slade and Gretchen. This is inexcusable. You are using my son's death for your own gain. And she basically said that as Grayson got older, he preferred not to see Slade anymore, his father, and expressed that he would rather avoid the ongoing disappointment and heartache from his unreliability. Arojo went on to claim that Smiley abandoned his custodial visits in 2009 after violating court orders after court order, not showing up to pick him up when he was his legal right in time to do so. And she added that my son was a burden to him so much so that he voluntarily relinquished his legal rights to me that no caring father would ever do. And she also went on, although this is not as important, although it is relevant to Smiley's like creepy character. Um, Again, I'm bad with numbers, but he owed $152,655.27, according to a court order obtained by People. And the last payment she had received from Slade and Child Support was in August of 2019 for $36.19. People confirmed the payment. So, it's just really sad um, that... I don't know if she used it, that, that Slade and Gretchen used that tragedy to their own um, benefit or to make him look good. Again, I'm not commenting on that. I'm just telling you the facts of what's in people, what they confirmed, and what his um, the, child, uh, the child's mother said. But it's really sad to see Grayson in these scenes knowing that he does you know, tragically pass away at a very early age. Okay, I'm sorry to be such a bummer, but I just do think it's important to mention that. So now he, Slade, is bringing Joe to Brent's house because um, now he's using her to get this business deal. And Brent is, I mean, I'm sure he's playing out for the cameras, but he's also like an ass. He's giving them a tour of their house and bringing it, being a total braggart. He takes them out to the pool and he's like, yeah, we're going to fill this with, you know, Italian marble from, I don't even know, the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> I don't even know. He takes them into his theater room and... He's like, oh, the, there's clouds on the ceiling. He's like, this this is from Las Vegas, like the Bellagio or the Caesar's Palace. Again, seems like such a waste of money in the grand scheme of things. And as we know, this is right before the housing crisis and everything goes to shit. And he is in the mortgage business, I believe. I tried to look him up, but I forgot what his LinkedIn says. Brent's wife's name is Cindy with an I, and she has a rhinestone phone case. I'll post a picture of that on Instagram too. These were the shit back then, and she and Joe are like talking about it. Cindy loves rhinestones, and she says that she's going to put, or she has put, cubic zirconium all over her pink um, rims. (laughs) I could only think, I'm sorry I'm breathing, sighing into the microphone. I know it's probably jolting. 
But the only thing I could think of is my grandpa used to say that there's like first class with no class. And I think that Cindy and Brent kind of fit that mold. But I do have to say, Cindy seems like a good time. Um, they have this grand house, but their kitchen, maybe it's just the styles at that time, but not that impressive. And it has those valance curtains. Like they're so fugly and you know, they collect so much grease and gas, not gas, <laughs> um, dirt, but maybe gas too. Who knows? They're drinking cocktails. The cocktails look delicious. And then in front of these two people who Joe's just meeting, Slade calls Joe dumb. Like what a douche. Not like going to college makes you smart, but she graduated from a four-year college. She's not an idiot. She was doing the same job that Slade was doing before he basically forced her or convinced her that she didn't have to work. So I just think that's super disrespectful. Next, we see Vicky and Lori talking to their respective daughters in their respective homes about their trip to New Orleans. And like I said, it's for that insurance conference. And they both set down some rules. And Vicky's leaving, and I noticed that she has a pug. And isn't that like a dog that... If you have a pug, like you only get pugs, you know, those people like that they're obsessed with pugs. I don't know if Vicky has only gotten pugs and or what her other two dogs look like, but it was in, it's an interesting, uh, I don't want to say fetish because that seems nefarious, but it's an interesting thing. Um, so Lori's talking to her daughter, Ashley, who's only 20. I, I think I said that she's 21, but Ashley's definitely gonna have a party and break the rules. So Vicky and Lori end up going to New Orleans. Ugh. New Orleans is so tough. I've been there a few times. It is fun, but there's also like a weird energy to it. And if you've been there, you know what I'm saying. They also have like horses that roam the streets. I think police officers are on the horses, but these horses just like take dumps in the road. And I don't know if there's like a maintenance crew, but I've seen so much, so many piles of horse shit just strewn across New Orleans, like not oh, the French Quarter, whatever that street, uh, what the hell is, is it Duval Street? No, it's in the Keys. Whatever that street is, it's like horseshit and human urine and then alcohol. That's the smell. But uh, there's other places that are nice there, I guess. Vicky's sister Lisa is meeting them there. And as they're leaving the airport, Vicky's like, Lori lost her luggage again. Freaking idiot. Um, Lori is a shit show of a person. Like, we know that. Um, and Vicky goes on to say, like, the reason she doesn't have her luggage because she was late to the airport. And that's something out of my family. We would get to the airport. I don't know if it was because there were six of us or what. We would get to the airport, like, seriously four hours before our flight was supposed to leave. And now that I'm, like, married and my husband, you know, travels and goes to the airport, I'm like, we need to get there three hours before your flight's supposed to leave. He's like, uh, that's not normal. But if we're not there, like at least two hours before, I'm like, this is insane. I'm like, you are living on the brink. You're nuts. So I don't know if anyone else's family did that. But yeah, we were there. Let's say our flight left at six. We were there at like 1 a.m. Vicky's sister Lisa is totally ripped too. I was like, damn, they don't look alike. So Vicky and, and Lisa are staying at this really fancy ass hotel. And then they show Lori staying at like, as Vicky says, a quote, lesser priced hotel. And Vicky states that she wants Lori to pay for her own way, that she kind of got her in the door so she can pay from now. Then it shows the difference between Lori and Vicky's experiences at the hotel. Vicky's, again, a really nice hotel. Lori's remote doesn't work. She's in this, like, laying on this horrific comforter with ivy and red leaves. Guys, take the comforters off the bed when you go to, like, a hotel like this. I don't think they clean them. 
I could be wrong, but I would just take that off. And then I'm not a neat, like a germ, a germaphobe. And maybe just like give that remote a little wipey. Okay. Now we're, now we see Joe at the equestrian center because Slade volunteered Joe to go horse riding with Cindy, with the eye. And no, thank you. Like, do not volunteer me to do something that like this. Like, I don't want to go outdoors. I, I don't really want to ride a horse. They scare the shit out of me. Hence why I think it's so odd that like Kelly Killorn Bensimone ben has a necklace that says horse girl on it. Regardless, Joe shows up in kitten heels. Come on, Joe. Come on. You know better than that. Cindy has pink socks and glitter on her horse's hooves. And isn't that kind of like bad for the horse? I don't know. But the girls are up, like the Cindy and her friend are up on like these horses. And they're like intimidating to me. If I showed up, I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. I'll watch you gals do a little jaunt. But I'm not getting on that horse. Cindy and her friend kind of look like they party. You know what I'm saying? They got like those tank tops on that are bedazzled. At least I think they did. But she's doing everything. Joe's doing everything she can to help Slade. And then at the very end, they bring over these like martinis and green plastic cups and I'm like, those look good. Like, maybe I would do the horse riding for the martini. I don't know. We're back to Gina. <sighs> Again, I hate to be so negative about her scenes, but they're going to visit Shane's junior college. He wants to live on his own in an apartment, but I'm telling him, go live on campus. It's horrific and wonderful and beautiful all at the same time. And Matt's there. You know, he's doing the best he can. I This is... I don't know if we learn about his head injury in this scene, but like I mentioned earlier, he had that head injury. Matt did pass away in 2020 from a pulmonary embolism, and he and Gina divorced only a year before then. I thought that they got divorced a long time ago. Am I wrong in that? Now we're at Kimberly. I thought that she was on vacation, but now she's at a doctor's office, and she talks about her skin cancer, and she states that now she's talking more about the vacation. Like, we're out of the doctor's office. Now we're going back on vacation she likes going on trips with these girls because they can get tipsy get drunk relax and she says that a big group of blondes get lots of attention i don't know i feel like that's such like a dated idea but who am i they're sitting at a hibachi table which i want to get hibachi i've been wanting it for like a few months now but i just haven't gone it's kind of like an event you know you got to kind of commit to it and then you have to sit with strangers and eh, i don't know the girls are playing something called food chain and they're passing a piece of fried shrimp between themselves with their mouths. I'm like, oh, ladies, come on. You are better than this. It's kind of like that game from Clueless, um, Suck and Blow. Or Remember they like had the card in their mouth and they would like go around in a circle. And I watched that as a very young child and I thought that like I would be experiencing a lot more of those s like sultry games as I got older. But instead we were playing like Ring of Fire and then that one kid who got Waterfall would like drink, drink, drink until he threw up all over the table. True story. That happened to me. Not to me, but this guy I was playing Ring of Fire with. It was so embarrassing. I think it was like a date too. Listen guys, college is weird. So Kim's friends dare the hibachi chef to put a shrimp tail in her cleavage and he does and... I don't know. We never learned the other women's names, by the way. Like, I don't know if they thought they were going to be on this show or even if maybe there's footage of them and their families would love to see it. 
okay, we're back to Shane trying out. He's not doing that great. Gina keeps talking to him from the like dugout and it's like, lady, shut up. It's so annoying. Matt's pitching to him to take the pressure off the coach, but I feel like this would create a lot more pressure on Shane to do well. I just wrote down so much pressure on Shane. There really is. Like, does he even want to play baseball? Does he want to do this? Like, I don't think he does. Now we're back to Vicky and she's calling her son, Michael, and he got kicked out of school. I'm like, what school? High school? College? Is he in like a senior program? What's happening? But he got kicked out and he's still dicking around. He's not, you know, following her rules. He's playing pool with his friends. Like Vicky paid for that pool table and maybe Don. Ashley's having a party, like I predicted, and Josh calls from Juvenile Hall and kind of bumps her out. Now we're back to Joe and Slade, and Slade's alone with um, his two sons, and he's saying that they're supposed to have a family day with Joe's brother, Michael, and I thought that Joe's brother was like 34. I thought this was going to be like a barbecue where the adults drink beer and they watch the kids, but he's like eight years old. He's like the same age as, if not younger, than Slade's kids. But Slade's like, oh, Joe got a better opportunity to go out with her friends. And I don't know what happened after that because I think I went to go get food. <laughs> now we're back with Lori and Vicky and they're like in this depressing hotel room talking with other insurance brokers about like how passionate they are about selling insurance. And then Lori in like her confessionals says that she got into selling insurance when she got divorced. So she got divorced and then she started selling insurance. And again, for me, I don't understand insurance just sounds so depressing. Now we're back with Kimberly and her unnamed friends and they're at breakfast and it's like a nice table. They're drinking mimosas and they're having fun. And immediately like Kimberly's like the, the clown, the class clown of this group. She's making everyone guffaw. She's like, why did everyone take shots off my belly button? Am I that hot? <laughs> I lost my belly button ring. Oops. Oh, that had real diamonds and real gold on it. <laughs> and everyone's just laughing their asses off. And I'm like, back up. What the fuck are you doing getting body shots at age like 40 plus And you're wearing a belly button ring? What? With real diamonds in it? This is where I really turn on Kimberly. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to see her again. Kimberly then goes on about how she was dancing like with the Puerto Rican guy. This is their words, guys. I'm just telling you what happens in the episode. And she's talking to her friends about how Scott might be mad at her. And they're like, why? And she says, because he would want me to dance with a classier guy. And then Kimberly's friend, who, again, we don't know her name, was like, quote, you danced with a dwarf, a guy in a wheelchair, a Puerto Rican was a step up, end quote. There's a lot wrong with the statement. It is problematic. I don't need to dissect it. It's pretty, like, on its face, it's not cool. But I only highlighted it to show how different the times were then and how this, I don't even think, was even mentioned at their reunion. It was never talked about again. Now we're back to Vicky. Like I said, she's very passionate about insurance. and She got an award for selling $500,000 of insurance policies the year before. So does she get the $500,000? Is that like her commission? Or is that like the coverages that she sold? I don't know. Again, I don't get it. Vicky's dad had had Alzheimer's. That's just so sad. And he didn't have long-term care insurance. So her mom spent the retirement on um, her dad's care. So that's why Vicky really focuses on selling these types of um, long-term care insurance. And she's kind of crying and it's, you know, she's showing a human side of her. 
And then Lori states that she had a similar experience with her dad who had a major stroke and how like that really caused a lot of issues with her family. And all I have to say is, yeah, it's medical care is very expensive and it's really a shame. Um, and then the girls like party after that, like they immediately from like Lori being like, my dad had a major stroke. And then it's like cut to Vicky being like, I'm not showing my boobs. I'm not showing my boobs. Well, someone's giving her like beads and they're outside on like the front in the French quarter. All right. Shane's with Gina talking about what school they want to go to. I I think I walked out with this too. I had to make a bottle or something. Now you go back to Joe and Slade. And this is probably one of the most quote unquote dramatic moments of the season. Joe gets a job as a mortgage consultant. Good for her. Congratulations. You go, girl. She's sitting in the kitchen with a big-ass glass of wine again. And she tells Slade, like, she's so excited. And she's like, Slade, I got a job. I'm so excited. And he looks so, like, bummed and disappointed. Like, she's his child. And she did something, like, horrible. Again, he's very controlling. Joe's like, I'm bored. I need to work. She's only 24. And he's making her feel horrible about getting a new job, speaking with her as if, like I said, she's his child and says, like, how are we going to have a relationship? Like, how is this going to work? Uh, I don't know. Like how everyone else in the world does it, you douche. And Joe, like, this blows my mind. Joe is like, yeah, we met right after I graduated from college. Ugh, can you imagine graduating from college and then you run into Slade Smiley and then that's like he proposed? Ugh. It's like, you don't know how horrible he is until, like, I guess you get into it with him. I can see it, but I'm an outsider. And Slade says, for you to run off and make a decision on your future feels like a betrayal. And then Slade walks away like a total tool. Like, wow, way to be mature. You have, like, what, 12 or 16 years or senior or whatever he, like, says and brags about, but he can't even handle this. Again, it could just be for the cameras, but ugh, Slade just has a history and a repeated history where he's just not cool. And then in the previews for her next episode, Lori's talking about calling the police again. And, oh gosh, it's just like, Lori, I don't know how she got George. I mean, she's gorgeous, so that's probably like a big reason why George was into her, but I don't know. I hope she's more grounded now. And that's it for the episode. Um, have you guys enjoyed it? I will try to do New Jersey maybe by Friday of this week. Um, I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you updated on how my first day back goes. Pray for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'll be okay. It's just different. Um, any advice, message me on Instagram at um, what would watch what happened then. You know, any stories you have you want to share as a mom, I'm happy to hear them. And um, make sure to keep an eye out for my post that shows all the things that I, not all the things, but a few things I touched upon today. I try to uh, describe it. It's hard to, you kind of have to see it. Anyways, happy new year. Hope you guys have a great start of this new year. Let's make it great. And I'm excited. I think it's going to have a lot of great things, um, in store for me. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Later. Just tacking this on at the end, I found the Pinterest of that person I was talking about who makes all the easy recipes. Her Pinterest is Michaela, M-A-K-A-Y-L-A underscore Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S underscore fit. So if you have Pinterest, I'm sure she's on Instagram too, but I found her on Pinterest. So good luck.